With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yours will be the only name that matters to me. Good morning, good morning, Baltimore. This is Hezekiah L. Montgomery of The Man in the Mirror, waking you up now at 7.58 in the morning on October 27, 2015. As we know, the year is consistently getting closer to the end, and I'm excited, I'm excited. I'm doing things different. I'm doing a couple pre-shows. I've had a nice weekend at the um, man of conference with Deacon Farr on Saturday. I went to the Shiro's con- uh, oh, sorry, not concert, but an awards program hosted by LaQuisha Hall on Saturday as well. So um, we had a lot of things going on this weekend, but God is still good, and it was a good time had by all. Today, I am actually going to do a, as I said, a pre-show, and I'm calling this one some 30 seconds of Stupidity, something that I learned over the weekend at the Man Up Conference with Deacon Farr and a couple of the ministers and um, men that were actually um, hosting and facilitating. And I didn't understand what he was saying, but the more they got into it, the more I started to understand. So hopefully this will help you understand as we as we get closer to our Friday night show, which is the 30th, airing at 
Um, we'll be on air at 9 um, p.m. to 10 p.m. with the Man in the Mirror. And again, that'll be from 9 to 10 with the Man in the Mirror on the 30th of October 2015. And let's get into 30 seconds of stupidity. Not everyone does something wrong. Some just make stupid mistakes that have consequences and ramifications. As I learned, as I said over the weekend, I learned that I went through all of this and didn't know what was going on until it happened. Then God led me to this point in my life to learn that it was 30 seconds of stupidity. It took three things, or it takes three things for this to work. And in my case, it took three things for this to work. Motive, means, and opportunity. And after that, it was all she wrote. I also learned that Satan won't tempt you with something that he knows you won't go for. He's going to get you with something he knows you're weak in, and he's waiting for you to lower your guard. That's what he did to me, Baltimore. I was complacent. I didn't think it would happen to me, and I know I may, you know, way back when I always said, yeah, that wouldn't happen to me, or please. You know, I'm looking at, you know, that's, I'm not even into that. He knew my weakness even when I didn't know what it was. He was just waiting for that opportunity. We'll go back. He needs motive, means, and opportunity. It only takes three. And once we get to that third one, then Pandora's box will be open. There are many things that I didn't talk about in my book, but we'll discuss a few now and more later. When I went through my 30 seconds of stupidity and ended up in a Baltimore detention facility, that was a very dark place for me, and I was surrounded by a lot of spirits. I'm thinking to myself, here I am, here I am a Christian young man who made a stupid mistake and ended up here. But God needed me there to be a light to those that I was surrounded by. Did I know that at the time? Mm, no. I was just, all I was trying to do was get out. God had a mission, mission for me. And I'm sorry, God had a mission for me. Had a, you know, my brain just went, God had a mission for me. And I didn't know what to do. This is a Christian man SL. I was basically rebelling like children do. But until I learned my lesson, I wasn't going anywhere. Yes, I was in a dark place. And I couldn't see the light anywhere. To me, for a man has never been in a detained or, as you say, in jail, whatever you want to call it, you can't get out. That was something different for me because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what was going on. The only thing on my mind was like, I'm trying to get out of here, you know, trying to go to court, trying to get a lawyer. You know, these are all the things that are going on in my mind. But many people that, and I've learned in life, there are many people that aren't detained or aren't locked up or basically locked up in their minds as well. It may not be a physical prison, but it can be a mental prison where you are so um, locked up in your mind that you don't know where to go. You can't get out of it. You're just stuck. And um, today, as I said, we're going to be discussing 30 seconds of stupidity. That's you know what I went through. And my 30 seconds was, you know, I was just caught up 
and sexual sins, and I'm honest, you know, I'll be transparent, and, you know, it got me caught up. It got me in trouble. Did I know what to do? No. Did I know it was going to happen? No. But as I look back, there was a reason that God allowed that to happen to me. There was a great reason that he allowed that to happen to me because he was, I needed to be off the scene in the real world for a while. Um, as I wrote in the chapter, 86 days of sanctification, I needed to be where he could have me sit still and listen to him, have me sit still and open up the word. And I wrote this in the book as well. Um, I haven't wrote, written or I haven't um, read so much scripture in my whole entire life until I had time. And it was just me and God. But it wasn't just me and God. Now it was me and God and the young, the young men and older men that I was surrounded by. And it was, I, it was an interesting time for me. You know, when you're in jail or when you're, you know, inside or whatever you want to call it, when you're detained, when you're there. Many times you don't want people to know what you're in for because to me it's none of your business. I don't want to know what you're in for, and I don't want and I, and I don't want you to know what I'm in for. I'm trying to be by myself, follow what I want to do. But unfortunately, God wasn't going to let that happen. You know, He had me in there. You know, being me, the Christian young man that got caught up, you know, suffering the ramifications of my, you know, of my sin, and had me doing Bible studies. So here I am, you know, people would come in and say, um, are you doing Bible study? I'm looking at them like, okay, how do you know or what have you? Um, or how did you know or who told you that, you know, I was doing Bible studies? But long short of it is that even at that time in my life and at the fall of a man who got caught up in stu- stupidity, that the light was still shining. At that time, did I know that? No. But right now, as I look back, the light was always shining. It was a little dim. But um, people only need to see a little dim light if we think about it. They only need to see a little glimmer, and they know that there's something different. And I wanted to talk to you today about a couple things that I didn't mention in the book. And I remember as I was in the Baltimore detention facility, I basically, at one time, here I go, still trying to get out. But things were happening around me. I was, you know, preaching the word, having Bible studies, witnessing to people, fasting and praying, teaching people how to fast and pray, all the things that I was taught um, when I was in church or growing up in church. And let me remind you that this is, I was a man that's been in church my whole life. Went to church with my grandmother, went to Catholic school, went to Catholic church, um, went to the Mennonite church um, as in Philadelphia, went to, you know, I've been in church my whole life. But people got to realize, Bible says a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up. So don't ever look down on people when they make mistakes, when they have their, because we all have our 30 seconds up stupidity, man or woman. We do have our 30 seconds of stupidity. But there was a young man, getting back to it, there was a young man that called me into his cell and he was crying. And I'm like, okay, why am I here? But he was crying because he was having empathy 
for another young man. There was a white male who um, they say he had gallbladders or was trying to pass a stone or something was going on with him, but he was actually bent over, you know, in a almost like a baby on the floor in one of the areas. We couldn't get to him because it was a secure area. And, you know, they kept calling security, trying to get the, you know, trying to get them to come and talk to get this young man because people were concerned, even though it's kind of interesting, even though people are locked up, people still are concerned for each other. Brothers were still concerned for brothers. And it's kind of, and that, and that was something I, that basically interested me because I'm like, wow. And at that time, I went into myself and prayed for that young man and started singing hymns because it was really getting to me as well. Just to see another young man bent over on the floor, and there's nothing anybody can do at that moment. And this young man called another, this young man I was talking about called me into his cell and was crying because he knows, he said, I know how that feels. I know the pain that you go through when you're trying to pass a stone or whatever's going on. I know that feeling that he wanted to help him, but it was nothing he could do. He felt helpless. And I'm like, wow, you know, this is interesting to me because you're saying a grown man who, I don't know what he did. He doesn't know what I did, but he was having compassion for someone else. And another thing, and I'm going to mention this on Friday as well, this is just, you know, because we have to realize people are people. Yeah, we get caught up in our mistakes, but, you know, unless you're just a stone-hard, stone, stone hard, rebellious person, the devil just, you know, got your heart so hard that, you know, you have no feelings for anybody, we still feel for other people. We still have empathy for other people. And um, I did mention the Bible studies because, again, that's not what I wanted to be there for. That's not what I wanted to do. I'm not, you know, I'm the one that's in here like, okay, whatever's going on, I need to get out, literally. But many times God wants us to be still. He's dealing me with that right now, being unemployed now. But that's okay. He wants us to be still and know that I am God. I had to be saturated with God's word. So whenever was going to happen, I would be ready for it. Also, when I was in it, he gave me a calling on my life that, you know, I know that he wants me to preach the word. He wants me to be out there, witness to other people, be a witness to other men. He wants me to serve. Uh, my pastor was talking about that this um, week. And many times people think, you know, people think to be the greatest you have to be a king, but Jesus came to serve. We got to remember he he wiped the he bathed the disciples' feet. They didn't want him to, but he said, "I've come to be a servant." And we have to understand that to be a leader, sometimes we have to learn to be a follower. And so, you know, he had me actually, which I didn't know what was going on, but he actually had me serving other people when I didn't want to. You know, yes. Hezekiah was being selfish. He wanted just to worry about Kai. He didn't want to worry about nobody else. But God took me out of that. He made me be a person that says, you know what? It's not all about you. You've been through you already. It's about what are you going to do for me now? 
And I had a choice, you know. I'm in the midst. I'm in the dark like everyone else right now, trying to see what is there a little light at the end of this tunnel for me. But he said, no, Kai, it's not about you right now. I need you to serve. I need you to teach people how to fast. I need you to read them these stories, to tell them about these stories that are in the Word. I need you to have Bible study. Was I, fussing, I was fussing left and right internally with God. But when he calmed me down, more and more and more and more, I was able to hear him. I was able to see that there was a glimmer, a light, a flicker. Um, I told someone um, a while ago that as I was thinking about what I was going to talk about for this upcoming um, program, I learned a long time ago that, you know, when even in war, you don't want to light a cigarette. You don't want to light a match because all that missile or all they need to do is see a glimmer, and that can be the end of you. But in this incident, we have to realize that even though even though we don't understand, even though we're going through, there is always, and Kai was going through, Kai didn't want to be there. Kai was upset. You know, I was rebelling. Excuse me. I was rebelling because I was trying to get out of this situation, but it wasn't my time yet. He needed to saturate me with the word of God. He needed me to read it. He needed me to understand it. He needed me to be prepared for whatever's going on when I get out. And it was, and I thought it was a roller coaster inside. When I got out, it was a roller coaster on the outside. But that, that was okay because I was equipped. I, I'm not saying it was, I was perfect as I was going through when I you know, got out and faced the real world. I didn't say I was perfect. But what was happening is that I was ready. He gave me all the ammunition I needed, which was the word of God. He he gave me peace. He knew that I needed to know that after my 30 seconds of stupidity, that there was, when I didn't think about, think it was, but that it was, and or I'm I'm sorry that there was some light at the end of a tunnel. So I just want to give you know catch you guys up of what we're going to be talking about. I want you to listen to this, learn from it, be prepared to ask questions, be prepared to you know tell us your stories or tell us what's been going on with you. Or just you know if you can't see the light, we'll pray with you. Because prayer is important. Prayer is that communication that God knows that prayer helps. Prayer will keep us going. You know, prayer kept me going. You know, I was teaching people how to pray. I was praying. You know, I was fasting. There was times I had a young man come to me um, and started giving me his food, you know, because he was um, fasting. Did I ask for that? No. You know, I basically was in myself just doing what the Lord had me to do. But I guess that was the fruit of, you know, what I was teaching. Um, did I take advantage of that? No, because I wouldn't take advantage of that because that's not me. 
you know, he just wanted to thank me for teaching him something. So again, let's just remember, when we're going through, when we don't see the light, we will always remember, we have to remember, we have to continue We have to continue to know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And again, this is Hezekiah of Montgomery signing off, and I will see you at the mirror. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.